Rooster Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Rooster Tail Talk. It is February 16th, 2021, and this is episode 60. For today's episode, I had a chance to talk on the phone with Daryl Strong, before the snow hit in Western Washington. Now, Daryl has made his name known in the the sport for the past few years, but he has made it known stronger than ever with his recent acquisition of the Jones Racing and Elstrom Racing teams. Episode 60 will be part one of a two-part episode that I talked with Daryl. And in this episode, I talked about what hydroplane racing means to the whole Tri-Cities area, to himself and his family. We talked about favorite hydro memories in the Tri-Cities, what his favorite teams were growing up and being around the sport. We talked a little bit about him becoming a sponsor in the H1 series and his decision to become an H1 owner. Today I'm joined by Pasco, Washington native, Daryl Strong. Daryl, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I heard you're uh, in your second home right now. You're the, your winter house. Yeah, that's why I'm doing great. I'm in Scottsdale and not uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah, we. I'm on the west side of Washington. We got snow coming. I know they got snow already on the east side, so I, I feel like you're a little yeah. bit warmer and happier than we are up here. <laughs> we just had two uh, couples leave that were with us for a week. Our friends and they one just texted me and said it. Uh, it isn't Spokane. You know, uh, they yeah. both went came home to snow and like ten degrees and. <laughs> we're whining because it's low 70s oh so yeah you got a, you got a nice cold snap going on down there in arizona yeah yeah right <laughs> well i you know i really want to start the show off by thanking you because I, I feel like you're making this one of the more exciting off seasons that we've had in re- recent years you made some really big waves entering h1 as an owner by purchasing not one but two boats and there's a lot i want to talk to you about that but before we get there i kind of want to give an opportunity for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. And I know you're a long, long-time Tri-Cities native, but I wanted you to explain, like, what does hydroplane racing mean to you and around the community in Tri-Cities? Well, I, I know in, in the Tri-Cities, I think it's the biggest event we have all year. Um, it's, we like to call it our Super Bowl. But, you know, it, when you look at the other race sites and, and some that have diminished over the years, I don't think the Tri-Cities has. It's still running about 80,000 in attendance. Uh, the whole week, the whole summer stops that week. <laughs> and uh, so I grew up with that as a, kind of our highlight of our summer, you know. And yeah. uh, I, uh, I moved to Pasco when I was seven years old. And uh, we had somebody in our church that had a house up on the side of the hill. Um, right by Canal, and we were able to sit in their backyard in 1967 and uh, kind of see an aerial view wow. of uh, of the course. And uh, um, so my favorite boat became the uh, the yellow and black checkered Bardal because from way up there, looking down, it just really caught my eye. Yeah, that probably pops pretty good from that that uh, that vantage point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been, uh, so it sounds like since day one, they were over there in Tri-Cities, you became a, a fan. Yeah, I was selling a, a 
Jeff Morrow from the Tri-City Herald, I said, uh, one memory I have is, uh, and, and back when they were, you know, the piston boats and you could hear them all over town, mm-hmm. that it seemed like back then, now maybe it's just my little kid brain, I don't remember, but it seemed like they came earlier in the week. Like they would get there uh, and be on the water Tuesday or Wednesday testing. Because mm-hmm. whenever we could hear a boat, we'd all get on our bikes and um, ride to the river as fast as we could. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, I, my dad told me some of the stories when he was growing up in the, in the fifties and sixties around here. And I think they did have longer events because I know in Seattle, they would start on Monday or Tuesday back in the fifties. So I'm sure they did that in Tri-Cities as well. Yeah. And then they would randomly have guesting times where they'd all be there, you know, different months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do have to admit the the Tri-Cities race is probably second to none on the circuit. It's it's always a highlight in my in my summer to, to go over there for the races. Yeah, and until five or six years ago, I'd never been to, uh, Vanessa and I had never been to another race other than Tri-City. Oh, wow. So that's our whole experience of uh, unlimited H1 is Tri-Cities <laughs> until <laughs> last five or six years. What what race, I got to know, what race sites did you, did you vantage to? Uh, we've been to Seattle, uh, I think I've been there three times, mm-hmm. and in 2018, we went down to uh, San Diego. Nice, nice. Cool. Well, I feel like you're going to uh, be hitting some more stops this summer. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, we'll hit all five. Yes. But before we get there, I, w- I want to know more. Is, do you have any favorite memories of the sport uh, in growing up around Tri-Cities and, and seeing the races there? You know, I, I think where I grew up in Pasco, and... Uh, Vanessa, my wife, uh, we, we met at age 15, and uh, I think our first date was I took her to the races on the Pasco side. Oh, wow. And uh, um, that was back when it was much more lenient. So if you uh, <laughs> if you showed up with a cooler and gave somebody, uh, like security, a couple drinks out of your cooler, they would let you in. You know, <laughs> weren't really good about tickets on the Pasco side. And... Uh, um, but it was just so much fun growing up and going over there and, and uh, all those years. And I think back uh, when we got married, um, uh, we then we had kids and we started taking our kids and sitting on a blanket, you know, and uh, having enough food for five days, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> sitting there watching everything. And then, and then just getting to be in the pits and be a sponsor uh, was... Uh, just a blast too. So we, it seems like as we get older, we're getting closer to the center of the sport. You know, <laughs> we've never even been on the Kennewick side. Oh, really? It's probably the first 20 years we watched the race. Wow. Okay. But it's, it's funny you say that because I have some friends that uh, I met in recent years and they, I feel like they, they grew up in the Pasco side, but um, we, we first met them uh, when they came over to the Kennewick side. And I think they've been kind of coming back over to the Kennewick side since then because they're, getting closer and closer to the, the pits as they can. <laughs> and it, it is much tamer than it was back in the, the 70s. <laughs> it's pretty wild down there. Yeah. Well, I, I can only imagine what it was. I mean, there's a, I've heard a lot of stories of, of shenanigans that have gone down on both sides of the river back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite a bit. <laughs> well, did you have any favorite drivers or teams that you followed through all those years? 
boat I remember really rooting for in the like 74, 75 was Pay and Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, was it George Henley that drove it? Yeah, he drove it for a few years in the 70s. Yeah, I, that was my first boat that I remember. I mean, you back then you had to either root for Pay and Pack or Atlas. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were both, uh, that's before Budweiser really had jumped to the forefront as much during right. that little break. But in my favorite driver, I think I've always liked Chip Hanauer. He just seemed that no matter what boat he got in, he... Uh, he just made it a lot faster. Yeah, I just sent him a request on Facebook. I should check to see if he, uh, <laughs> if he accepted it. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, Chip, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, make sure you check your friend requests and, uh, and accept Daryl Strong. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I know you started sponsoring boats in 2013. Did you have any prior involvement with the teams before that, or was that kind of your first um, tie-in with, with the um, from fan to being... Um, Involvement with H one. That's that was the first time. Um, yeah, that's an interesting story. How that started. We the Webster boat was there, and I think uh, Thursday in the paper, the Tri City Herald, it said there's a boat uh, in the pits that doesn't have a sponsor, and they kind of did a story about it. And I turned to my wife and I said, "I'm going to go down there tomorrow morning and offer them five thousand bucks." <laughs> put Payne West on that boat. Mm-hmm. So she goes, okay. <laughs> I got up, drove down there Friday morning, <laughs> got in, you know, at the pits mm-hmm. and said, hey, I'll give you five grand if uh, you uh, you put Payne West on there, which I worked at my own part of. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were, uh, they were used to that because they had a vinyl machine right in their truck, <laughs> uh, their haulers. So they just went and got a JPEG off the internet Put it, and by that afternoon, it said Payne West. Wow. We were sponsors. <laughs> so it wasn't like a really long, thought-out process. It was a, kind of a split-second decision then. Pretty much, yeah. We saw it, we saw it in the paper, and and I thought, hey, what do I got to lose? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I joined the ranks of sponsors. Yeah. Little did I know the road that would take me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't stop very suddenly. Like, it's, it's a... Kind of a long and winding road, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of people, uh, when they call me, said, uh, congratulations and my condolences. <laughs> and that, that's the first thing Eric Elstrom said to me when I talked to him on the phone. Was, <laughs> when I was trying to buy some props. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, as a sponsor um, throughout those years, did you get much buzz from customers or fans for your involvement with the sport? I did, yeah. It it, uh, um, it got all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the people that were impressed the most were uh, people I went to high school with. Oh, you know, okay. If you're a truck city kid, you think, "Wow, you're a sponsor." You know, <laughs> if you're uh, from somewhere else, it's not as impactful. But uh, we, uh, uh, the first uh, three or four years, we would have the boat come to Payne West at the office, and we do a big barbecue and invite a lot of our uh, clients there. Okay. And uh, that went really well. Yeah, then we get, we, we found out when you're a sponsor, you get 85 pit passes. So we had 85 friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone showed up the, that weekend to be your friend, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, 
I got to talk to you about your uh, your acquisitions and your offseason moves uh, because you made some big moves uh, this offseason. And like I said before, probably the most exciting offseason H1 seen in, in some time, in recent memory at least. Uh, you acquired the United Jones Racing boat and I think all the equipment, and as well as the Elstrom's last build, which they last raced as Oberto a few years ago in Seattle, but also ran it earlier as the Qatar. Um, so, kind of know some things about about your acquisitions. Were you able to get more than just the boats, or do you have a lot of equipment with it? Yeah, we got a um, um, like three engines and three gearboxes with uh, with the Jones stuff and a lot of different uh, gears and uh, a lot of. Uh, um, well, if you ever been to Mike Jones' shop, there's a lot of stuff there, and I don't think we've fully sorted through yet. Um, everything we're getting, but I will say, Mike and Lori uh, Jones are really, really great, nice people, and it's been a pleasure getting to know them a little bit. And same with Eric; they've just all become friends. Um, but uh, um, yeah, we didn't um, we didn't get a hauler or a truck with the Jones equipment, so we had to go buy one. Okay, um, and then, but with Eric. Elstrom, we uh, he basically said you're getting everything, including the kitchen sink. So he <laughs> we we bought just about everything. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds great. So it sounds will you have enough then for both boats for the entire season? You think equipment wise? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're still, you know, I'm learning the sport. Um, I was on the phone today with uh airline tool and you just get to know the people around the sport who have stuff mm -hmm. you know and just trying to talk about gearboxes or this or that or um we bought some props um so i uh, i have a fetish about props i think i think we'll start <laughs> the year with um 31 props wow. so probably have the corner on the market on the props <laughs> well that's that sounds impressive i know props uh they can be kind of sexy, right? And they, they have a lot of appeal, and I know they do, different props do a lot of different things for the boat, so that sounds like you're... And we're just trying yeah. things to see. You know, we, I mean, we're learning so much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've talked to Mike Hansen quite a bit. He's really been, uh, you know, he's been very helpful and uh, just educating me and different people um, around the league and, and just learning uh, a lot of stuff. Good. Well, I mean, you, I know you mentioned how Mike, helpful Mike Hansen has been, and and Mike Jones, and Lori Jones, and Eric Elstrom, and I really have a sense that the the community in, that are really involved with hydroplane racing in each one, it's like one big family, and everyone really is helpful for one another. So, uh, is that that's been your experience so far with everyone? I like Kelly Stockland called the other day. Uh, he and Sharon, his wife, said they could be down in Arizona in a couple weeks and wanted to hang out, so nice. we would get together go have dinner with them. And okay. uh, I've talked to Dave Bartish on the phone three or four times. Mm -hmm. I've talked to different people on the H1 board. I got an email from um, Wiggins. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'll call him and talk to him. So uh, okay. it's, I mean, it's really fun uh, getting to know everybody. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, some of our race team, um, actually we had a run here where they came down a, uh, Every weekend for five weekends in a row, so you know we we get to know everybody pretty well. Oh, good, good. 
Well, looking over the boats, I'd like to know the status of the boats. Are they both ready to run? Is there going to be much work you have to do to get them prepared for the season? Um, you know, we got to put it back together. I think the the nine boats uh, had all the hardware taken off to get certified. And so uh, um, uh, crew members of, of Mike Jones, is, it's, um, they're helping us put it back together. Uh, over in the Jones shop, and then we'll move it over to our shop. And then, um, um, so I don't think, I mean, it's always a challenge because, you know, you want to start this in October. So the fact that it's, we just really started working on the boats last week. Yeah. And so uh, um, it'll be tight. I mean, especially if, uh, um, it just always takes a while to set boats up. At least that's what my crew is telling me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard that the uh, like last 10% of work takes 90% of your time or so- something like that. So I know it's, yeah, you, you get antsy to get the boats out there. And it's not as easy as, as some people think to put them together. But it's it's such a, a great sport of volunteers. To me, that's what makes this uh, sport so special is uh, all the volunteers that just do it for you know, you pay their expenses on the road, and they just the passion that these people have is amazing. Sounds like you and your did that too. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. My dad had a huge passion for the sport, and I, I still have that passion. It's uh, I think if you're involved in one way or another, you have a, a big love for the sport, and so I'm glad to hear that you've got you're surrounded by that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, thinking about the boats. I'm always curious about paint schemes and the kind of uniqueness of that and what colors we'll see out there. Have you put any much thought into what your boats will look like this year or are you going to kind of have similar paint schemes that you've had in, in uh, previous sponsorships? Um, no, we're waiting. We're talking to three or four sponsors. Okay. I, I can't say what they are until we, we <laughs> find out, but that'll probably dictate the colors. So we'll probably right now we're going to... Uh, you know, get all the decals off the boats and probably paint them silver, oh, both okay. boats, and then we'll be able to apply vinyl, you know, to that. Well, that's, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it won't just be a plain white boat. I mean, there'll, there'll be a silver back into it. That's, yeah. That's cool. I don't like, you get white on a boat, it feels like a, a boat that gets a new sponsor every week. Right, right. Well, well cool. That's very exciting. Well, well good luck with your your leads on the sponsorships. I'm hoping to hear some good news from that for the future for you. But yeah, I think it's, I've been very receptive. I think we have two really good boats. So that really helps. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, the two you bought, you're, you're in, in good sites for some good future with those boats, I believe. <laughs> well, I, like you say, there's, they're both great boats. What do you have a feeling? Which one's going to be your number one? Are you going to try to have both boats just have the best equipment possible? Or are you going to have one be number one boat, number two boat? I, I don't really want to go into the year making one boat uh, number one. Actually, a lot of people told me I should do that, mm-hmm. and I should make one one and one number two, so it's, you uh, only use your good equipment to win, but uh, I don't like that. I want, I want both boats to have the same opportunity to win. So we're actually setting it up so each boat has their own engines, their own gearboxes, which... Works out pretty good because uh, they're not fully interchangeable anyway between the two boats, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll all get good propellers. And um, so, 
Um, I just think it's better for the sport if we have competitive finals. And so uh, um, I want both boats to, I, I hope they're deck to deck. <laughs> And may the best boat win and don't hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a fan, I love I love hearing that, and I can't wait to see him on the water and, and do exactly just that. We're excited too. And speaking around the teams, uh, have you been in talks, or have just have you decided on on crew chiefs yet for the boats, or are you still in in, in works um, for that? Well, I think where we started, where we thought we were just going to have one boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the Jones boat, the nine, uh, we named Ryan Haney as uh, our crew chief and, and Corey Peabody um, as our driver. And then as it's expanded uh, to the second boat, we haven't named that second crew chief yet. Um, I, uh, I've i seen a spreadsheet and I know we have about 10, 10 to 12 uh, crew people already committed um, I'm just learning everybody's names, so I couldn't even tell you who they are. Okay. <laughs> and that's more up to Brian and, and and the drivers to kind of talk and build the crew, not me. All right. Well, we'll be uh, intrigued to see what the future brings for the other crew chief and getting those those teams complete. And we have, a, I want to fail to mention, Jim Simpson is our PR guy, who's a guy who's been around the sport quite a bit, and actually who I actually teamed up with and um, and actually hired when I was still a sponsor. Oh, and he okay. has really helped a lot to, uh, to um, guide me through and everybody uh, picking drivers, everybody. I use Jim as a, um, of a, you know, just a sounding board and we kind of make some of the decisions together. So he's, he was the first guy we hired. Well, good. It sounds like you have a, a really strong foundation then with, with Jim at your side. Are you a hydroplane fan? Do you love seeing scale model hydroplanes? Are you missing hydroplane action? Well, join us on February 27th as I will be the host for the 2021 Roger Newton Memorial Model Show presented by the Hydroplane and Race Belt Museum in conjunction with ERCU. In our Zoom event on the 27th, we will hear from Hydroplane and Race Belt Director David Williams. We're going to hear an update from ERCU's President Nelson Holmberg. I will be giving a history lesson on my father, Roger Newton, and his lasting legacy with hydroplane racing. Brian Bulos will be there as our keynote speaker. Brian is a NAMBA record holder and racer, but will be giving a speech about prop basics. There will also be a best-of-scale competition for photos submitted prior to the event. So be on the lookout for more updates to the event from ERCU and the Hydroplane Racing Museum as February 27th draws closer. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our episode. Make sure you come back next week to listen to our next episode. We release new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, as well as rate and review your experience. For more updates on Hydro News, check us out on social media. We're on the major players, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rooster Talk is also online with our website, www.roostertailtalk.com. On the website, you can sign up for an email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, this is a free podcast to all of our listeners. And if you're really enjoying your experience and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website through the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.